Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Escape Pod, a part serious, part hilarious comedy featuring stories of escape. I'm here with Charity. I'm j- okay, I'm starting over. <laughs> <laughs> we do this 27 times, so just buckle your seatbelt. No, you're fine. <laughs> I think we should just keep going. I think yeah, it should I just be part of the deal. I didn't erase it here. Okay, here we go. I am restarting. Though. Okay, but if you thought this was going to be a professional podcast, it's only half professional. It's only, well... Mm, like quarter professional okay. probably at this point it's been a while since i've been a professional we probably should tell them what to expect <laughs> if you want professionalism and if you want facts um you get facts I mean, but do i probably do I? okay all right just like the podcast they're quarter facts quarter facts quarter facts yes. mm. all right here we go all right. three two and one If ever your life could be a true crime podcast episode, then this podcast is for you. We're about to embark on a roller coaster of emotions, insights, survival, and stories about escape. So buckle up and let the journey begin. Hello and welcome back to The Escape Pod, a part serious, part hilarious comedy featuring stories of escape. I'm Julie, here with Charity, your co-host. I was going to say I'm Charity. She's Charity. (laughs) Go for it. So this this is where it comes in, where we have part professional, part not professional. I say professional pointing to Julie. I say not professional pointing to me because you were in media for so long. I was, but now it's been a while since I haven't been. So I, you know, a little rusty, a little rusty rusty. around the edges. Oh, yeah. I think it's like you're just like riding a bike and you're like, I've got a mission. I have a report to make. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Let's go. So um, I could probably do a live shot now if I were required to. It might not be the best, but I probably could. I think you could. People are like, you get nervous. I'm like, uh. Yes. Like, I had a teleprompter. Like, I read over the scripts ahead of time. I didn't memorize it. When I was little, I thought the anchors memorized the news. It's a good thing I was wrong. Ooh. I did. I thought they memorized everything that they said looking into that camera. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. The magic of the teleprompter. I I don't know if I ever thought about it. I was more obsessed with, like, radio. Mm. So back in the day, I always teased Julie, like, do you know what a tape recorder was? And we've already established totally that she knows. Mm-hmm. But um, I would sit there and, and record clips of, like, um, radio shows or whatever and, like, mimic it and create radio station. I think I told, told you one time about the KDED, K-Dead radio. No. Oh, it was hilarious. So everything, like breaks were dead baby jokes. And it was all very <laughs> – and, like, so I can – play the piano like a little bit back then and so I could do the funeral march so that was like the yeah yeah yep. it was hilarious um but no I would record and like pretend to be a DJ and those kind of things and then also repair tape yeah. recorders because that was my thing there's more money in that probably by the way yeah. I mean, not anymore but back then there probably was some money I bet it'd be hilarious if I still had any of those tapes we would have a good laugh we would but alas Let's introduce our guest. Yes. You've heard him coughing. <laughs> I can't cut it all out. I'm not that good. Um, Chad, the amazing Chadino. Hello. Who's I? <laughs> Bueller. Yeah. 
Chad is the transformation director here at the One Heart Campus. And if you want to know more about One Heart, you go to our prologue episode all about One Heart, what we do on this amazing, uh, at this amazing place for hope and healing, uh, where people are trying to rebuild their lives and create their own uh, upward mobility. And it's pretty fun. And Chad is uh, second in command only to my co-host, Charity. So, which the other day he tried to tell somebody, that's not true. And I looked at the person and I was like, Actually, it is true. He said it, and he has said it to other people. He is not backing out now. I need a succession plan. (laughs) We're not letting him So he's it. Yes. All right. So So we're going to have a fun episode today. A little bit. bit. Well, there's some serious, because some of these, it's been a while since I read these blurbs about the topic today. Kind of, I'm going to just give you the gross warning now. Yeah. Oh, trigger, trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning feces. Yes. Okay. There you go. I've never heard that as a trigger warning, but you know you what? You can laugh, Chad. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're funny okay. all the time. Don't don't stop now. <laughs> well, I was just thinking in my head, I'd, I'm completely unmedicated right now, so you guys better buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. So no, Chad and Julie and I were talking one day about um, the the topic of today's episode, um, why people do the things that they do, and we will get to what they're doing and trying to understand why they're doing it. Yeah. And I'll kind of throw in some commentary. I might have talked to a mental health professional about, is there a prevalent diagnosis for this? Like, what would contribute to someone deciding or not if it you know is it in that heat of the moment or whatever so we're going to talk about that but um today's episode is all about uh vendetta pooping yeah it's pretty accurate okay yep. all right there you go so again we we don't intend the podcast to talk all about our work we just happen to work together and there are some really interesting things that sometimes happen when you're working with people who are in crisis brain, we talk about crisis brain a lot, and they're trying to rebuild their lives. And they're in a state with crisis brain. They don't know why they do the things that they do. And some of the things that they do, while they may be um, infuriating and frustrating in the moment for us as staff on this campus, um, they're pretty hilarious hindsight. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So Chad came ready and loaded with stories about poop today. Yes. You wanna you wanna just jump in? Yeah. We'll jump okay. In. What was Bring the it. first one? Do you remember the first? Because I can think of two, maybe a year or so ish ago, but I don't know what was we the have first about one. Five, right? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> the first one was we had a um, you know lovely family. Well, they were lovely to start out with, um, and then we had to discharge them. And I remember uh, the care coordinators coming over. <laughs> Chad, you're, you're just not going to believe this. I'm like, what's going on? Um, somebody, I can't remember how they described it. Um, yeah, they just pooped on the on the carpet in the middle of the living room. Cleveland's team. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that one. That's okay, the, okay, okay I remember that one too. So that maybe we have the half a dozen. I don't one. think I even heard oh, about yeah. that one. No, yeah, it was yeah. right in the middle of the living room. It was a little. It was a little goodbye gift. Yes, it was a parting gift. Though. You want to kick me out of here? I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, you know, the internal debate of, um, I think, uh, Luke. What is it, chocolate? Yeah. He was like, it <laughs> looks like, like chocolate. I remember this. Yes. And uh, it's like, well, 
How do we find out? Yeah, do you really you know, want to test uh, this theory? You're going to touch it? <laughs> and it's like, no, we're not, we're not going to touch it. <laughs> um, so it, then it came down to uh, people were, were actually Googling, um, what does uh, poop look like on carpet? <laughs> versus uh, chocolate. Oh, and no, I've never, I've never oh. Googled that. Did you oh, actually yeah. find images? Yes. You, oh, yes, we okay. Did. So we were able to debunk that it was not a uh, melted uh, chocolate bar. It was, uh, in, in fact, uh, fecal matter. So, What do you think our IT guy thought when he looked back at search histories? Search histories? <laughs> oh, he'd be terrified looking at mine, especially for this podcast. <laughs> we uh, Actually, I asked Ron one day. I said, Ron, do you ever look at our uh, search histories? He oh, said, no. He said, no, why? And I said, please don't. Um, <laughs> in social work, we always have questions, you know. Um, how much jail time can you do for an eight ball <laughs> of cocaine? And for anybody who doesn't know us would be like, <laughs> do you have one? Are you going to jail for that? Um, and then this one, um, poop versus candy bar carpet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just so, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm sure he would get an absolute riot. <laughs> it would have been fun to bring a doctor and like, if, if, a, if a turd looked like a candy bar... <laughs> Um, what was this person's diet like? Clearly a lot of iron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. I know a gastroenterologist for future reference. Okay, we, we might we might have to bring them gets... into another one. <clears throat> Desperate. Well, consistently happens. Once a quarter we have a pooping event on campus. Are, no, so. it's not that much. Oh yeah. Yep. It is? Yeah, we had a um, another one, the the little green generator thing over here. Somebody popped the a squat generator. there. Oh, outside. Yeah, outside. outside. Okay, so that probably isn't. That's that not might not have been one of our revenge pooping. That's I don't know if it was, but it might have been. We had oh, a that, string of. We've had some outside stuff happening too yes. from just the neighborhood we're in. Oh yeah, somebody pooped on the door handle that one time. Well, well I don't think they pooped on the door handle, but they picked it up and oh, made yeah. sure it was on all over. The door. Yeah, it's yes. it's like what did you call it? Shart art or something oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of fun we have at work all day long. <laughs> Yeah, as a fundraiser, we're going to have a uh, going to do some shard art. Oh no, we are not. <laughs> well, hard. I mean, no, I've never uh, been on the dark web, but I bet yeah, there's a market I, for I, something I, like that. There is. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm like gagging. No, I am gagging in my <laughs> mouth. But the, the the funny thing about the the one that was over at the generator outside, the green one, um, it has the record for being the the longest turd on campus. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we had one particular staff member um, who was just absolutely obsessed with all things turdish. And um, that um, particular spot, it stayed there for about nine months. Is this like between the building? Yeah. Like, so between the the unit and the building? Yeah. Okay. Yep. We had someone sleeping back there once oh, upon okay. a time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was there for about nine I months. I think Stephanie, when she was here, looked out her window and there was someone sleeping down there. She's like, Ugh. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a person out there. Yeah. Where have yeah. I been? Well, your window faces a different okay. street, so it, gotcha. it would be facing east, yeah. Yeah. That explains a lot. So I forgot about that one. So I think there, you're right, there may be more than – so the, I'm, I'm buckled up. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few. And then we'll get to motives why. Like I know, you know, obviously we're not – we're going to protect identities and do all that stuff. But in that particular case, um, what do you think the message really was? I don't. I don't know. I mean, was it directed at a person or at the institution? Or I don't know. I mean, it was under Stephanie. They really window. hated that carpet, or oh, you mean the the carpet one? Uh, yeah, I think they were just you know upset with us and uh, 
the only thing that they could do, you know, they just were so upset. Um, they just decided to poop on the carpet, you know. It's better than punching a hole in the wall. Well, you know, it's crazy. Like, I don't think I could even do that even. Like, okay, oh, yeah. so we're going to probably do too much information. Do you remember when we were just in Belize? Mm-hmm. So Chad and I and our spouses were just in Belize a few weeks ago. And we took a snorkeling excursion. And an hour in, two hours in, I don't know. And it was this all-day thing. I really had to pee. And I'm thinking because part of it was like we would also island hop. So I'm just like, I can just hold it till we get to an Mm -hmm. island, right? And um, Tasio was our tour guide, our boat, our captain. And he's like, oh, no, you just go in the water. And I'm like, I I I can't pee in the water. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's fine. What do you think the fish do, Charity? I know, but okay, but here's the deal. He's like, no, you can just hang over the boat. And I'm like, I'm not hanging my ass over the side of the boat and peeing. Like, I, A. I know these people. I'm not going to do it. This is not like I'm on a tour with a bunch of people I'm never going to see again. And I'm not going to be moony. Like, I'm not, and I'm not peeing my pants. And I said, well... (laughs) is that even healthy for like the ecosystem? And he's like, oh, that's so sweet that you're thinking about that. And I'm just like going, oh my God. It's different than sunscreen. But like, that's what, that's what they do. This is the thing, right? And I'm just like, oh, I can't pee. And then finally my bladder hurt so bad. I'm like, I got to try it. Nope. Was not going to happen. And then Tim didn't believe me. So my husband was like, well, I'll try. He couldn't do it either. So I think because we're conditioned, like, I don't even know if I was that mad at somebody, if I could just squat and poop on someone's floor. Like, I don't think I could do it. No, I could. know this from experience or just from i know myself yeah no remember when you called and you were like uh let's uh we're gonna do an episode on pooping and um i was like oh great and you were like um can't remember how you worded it do you have experience with that or like do you have a ton of stories (laughs) and i was like charity i've i've never pooped on someone's floor (laughs) but then you search deep and you realize you actually could do this i mean yeah i feel like you know if somebody made me mad enough Absolutely, you know, I could, you know, get the scoots and just get her done, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, just, I feel like it's the ultimate, like, f you, like. I was just gonna yeah, say that, you know, oh. the old, the old racing marks straight across the carpet, like. And the, the bad thing was, you know, the family after we called them out on it, um, we're like, oh, that was our our baby. Oh yeah, the baby. Yeah, and it's like. Well, your baby's baby got to the doctor because that yeah. was, like the, you know, that's longer than the baby. Baby might need some medical help. Exactly. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh, that was the very first one, and that was like, you know, um, first time. This will be the last time. I wish we would have gone in with a video camera that time. Like be, the whole poop versus is it is it that or is oh, it chocolate? We, I'm that would have sure been we hilarious. Pictures. We do have pictures. Yeah. The video would have been really hilarious. Yeah, it capturing the conversation yeah because it was uh it was luke versus us <laughs> and um and you know luke was like it's candy bar well like, he wants to always think the best right? i know like, he's, he's just the sweetest guy in the world is, uh, yeah yeah that's and, our uh, maintenance guy by the way the head yeah. of buildings, buildings and grounds, and grounds yeah yes. yeah yeah he's like no it's a candy bar and we're like no that's not a baby ruth that is. <laughs> so we're just going back and forth and we finally were able to figure out yep it was a uh, it was poop. Well, I'm glad whichever staff person was gauging the one outside and to see how long it lasted um, wasn't in charge of that one because, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And that's the room we, we subsequently tore out all the carpet and then it took forever to get the carpet replaced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Um, Did those people ever try to come back? No. Get re-referred? No. Nope. Okay. They, uh, I think they knew. You know, they, uh, they left their mark here and, and, and bailed. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not so. funny. It, it's infuriating. Oh, it absolutely. Really hard. Is. I mean, just thinking like as a nonprofit, and I tell our guests this uh, during orientation, mm-hmm. like we have to fundraise for every single thing we spend. You know, every mm-hmm. penny we spend, we've asked somebody for that money. It's not, you know, just yeah. coming from out of nowhere. So. Well, I think the carpet also included the the thing with that one was <clears throat> also it was in the middle of the floor. Like I, you know, there's no cameras in here. Nobody can see me. But, you know, I'm fluffy. I can't I can't squat like that. So in my head, it was a you know, it was a dual action. Somebody was like, hold my hands. Oh, so it was a it was a partnership. I think so, because, Intentional you know, partnership. unless yeah. they were super flexible. Um, but yeah, that was like the, you know, Hey, we're all packed up. Send like the kids very, outside. You feel like it was very intentional. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like send the kids outside. Send it's a message. Like, yeah. It's like kids are outside. She, you know, they're probably like, babe, come back, hold my hands. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's like, That's what are you totally. doing? It's like, Oh, we're going to show them. Yeah. Totally oh. showed us. Oh yeah. I have a hoodie song in my head now. <laughs> hold my I'm sorry, Hootie. That's funny. I apologize. Yeah, so that one was the the first one. Um, Second one was a generator. Uh, Third one, uh, we had discharged a uh, pretty upset guy. Uh, Charity and I both came in for that. And uh, speaking of, you know, restrooms. That was a poop one? Yeah. It was? Well, um, the next day, um, outside the care coordinator's window. Oh, that's right. Somebody had do, okay. literally right outside. So I was just laughing, thinking of this angry guest who we just discharged, holding onto the windowsill, <laughs> eye level, <laughs> staring at the care cord at the back of her head, <laughs> just, just grunting. Letting it go. Yeah. We couldn't confirm that because the camera angle wasn't, <laughs> wasn't right for the campus. Wasn't quite right. No. Oh, boy. Um, oh. But we had, uh, we had we'd come to discharge this individual, and I happened to be on a date night with my wife. And uh, oh, we get great. here, and uh, she says, babe, I have to go to the bathroom. I remember this. And I said, well, you're going to have to hold it, because uh, per policy, it's and like I follow policy. Me in the ocean. I yeah. would have let her come in and pee, man. I, I couldn't do it. I was like, you can't go in there. Um, and she was like, well, I'm going to get out and pee behind your truck. And I said, well, there's a cop car behind our truck, so you're going to go to jail. <laughs> and she said, what about the main provider? And I said, there's no life safety to take you over there. I can't just give you my keys. And... Uh, yeah, it was, and then Charity was like, <laughs> you could have let her in. And I was like, I follow the policies and procedures. Like, you're going to have to hold it. <laughs> no, you're kind of mean. I just, policies, they matter. He just, yeah, yeah. Have her sign the sheet. We didn't have the sheet back then. Okay. But no. I was there. He could have said, hey, Charity. <laughs> Katie Take really her to the bathroom. <laughs> and like, okay, we could have done that. <laughs> That was like before we, you know, had actually like gone out to dinner and like hung out. And I didn't know how to broach oh, that it? subject with you. Oh, that's like, really early on. Yeah. I had oh, like, so you were still terrified of me. I don't know if I was terrified of you, but it was like, how do I tell Charity, my boss? And, you're, and Tim was there. How do I tell these guys like, my wife has to use the bathroom. She has to come inside. You know, there was no easy way to, to say that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> easy. Well, now, yes, knowing it. Yeah. You know, because obviously we've Back been on. door, office. Yeah. Staff. Yeah. Bathroom would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now I know that, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that was, I think, the, the third incident. Um, and then the fourth was the lady who came inside. She wanted to move in. Oh, yes. She got upset with us and I think returned like a you know thief in the night. Um, and literally, it's cold out. It was snowing. And was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Remember? Popped squat right in front of the door. She used the door handle, leaned back, um, and then, then wiped it on the door Decorated handle. the door handle yeah. and the door. Yeah. She was an older woman, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. I did suspect very much that there were. That one was were more mental, mental illness. Yeah. 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 I don't. It, also, a vendetta. Sure. But mm-hmm. very, very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Mental illness was was prevalent in that situation. Yeah, that one just sticks in my brain too because uh, two reasons. Um, I remember our life safety. Uh, Raina had to come over. <laughs> they had to pour warm water on it yeah, and then it scrape it off. Yeah, because it was it was literally stuck to the concrete and then to the handle. And then that morning was the day that we did the welcome to one heart shoot. Um, <laughs> and Charity and I kept having to grab the door handle. We're like, ooh. <laughs> It was disinfected. Here, first, here, here! You stand on this side. I didn't know that, or I might have changed my plan for that. Now I'm trying to remember. I can remember the video, but I can't remember which side it was on. I probably got the poopy handle. You did. You did. I told you afterwards. <laughs> you stuck me on if that I side. If I had known that, I would have been like, oh, "We man. need to replace the door I handles." I was thinking this succession plan. <laughs> wow! All oh, right. Bananas. Any other good ones? Good in a bad way. Oh yeah, we had the um, the the waffle stopper. So she. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you, guys, are you guys not familiar with that term? Um, so I waffle stomper. So somebody when they they poop in the shower, and then they oh. put it over the drain and you Good stop it through. Brief. Oh. So it's like God. a waffle. <laughs> so it's called waffle stomping. <laughs> A sport? <laughs> no, it probably like, should be an event. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, but Poor yeah, Julie. she's getting pale over there. I know. She oh my gosh. Out. And uh, it just is, you know, our our poor maintenance team. Just yeah. every week there for about oh oh man, about two months. Two months, yeah. Um, Chad, somebody you know sharded all over the the back of the the wall, and it's like you know they send me pictures, and I'm like, this person needs to see a doctor first of all. <laughs> Um, second of all, like, how bad are your knees that you can't, you know, sit all the sit way down on the, the toilet? toilet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then not only that, like, clearly somebody was, was on the toilet too and still blew out the back end. And I'm just like, <laughs> the talent that takes, first of all. Okay. Is there, is there poop spatter evidence? Like, did you go to, you have oh, any yeah. formal education on this? Or no. Okay, no. Training? I don't. Like, it's totally, totally on the job training. <laughs> yeah. I think it's mainly just, you know, being a... I think just a guy that went to high school and played football with a bunch of, you know, other really gross dudes. Um, Because we had a guy on our basketball team that would do something similar to this to, like, all the freshmen who made, like, the varsity team. He would go – anytime we would travel, he would go wreck their um, hotel bathroom. Um, That's disgusting. I know. Or he would do an upper decker. So it's like hazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Or he would do the old upper You survive my poop attacks, you can survive yes. this team. Yeah. It's like uh, National Geographic, you know, when, uh, uh, wow, what was the last year? When turkeys attack, it's like when poo attacks, um, <laughs> which is why I'm actually happy that in our restrooms we don't have the tanks, you know, because I could see our guests getting upset and it's called an upper decker. They 
I was just about to ask, what are you? It has a name too. Oh my gosh. Okay, I am. I am very much a novice in the revenge pooping arena. I'm a novice in a lot of areas, which Chad and I have discussed. We could do an episode just on things Chad has taught Julie (laughs) since we started working together. I'll just start with devil's lettuce. That I was like, he's like, you know what that that is? Hilarious. And I was like, nope. I don't. I I was like, I don't know. There was another one, too, that was like, that was the tax one where the girl's like, they're stealing my money with her paycheck. And she said, well, this my paycheck was supposed to be this much, and they've taken this money out, and what's with the money? And so Chaz's like, oh, we need to talk about taxes. And this was her first legit job. And um, I was like, well, what was she doing? You know, because again, for our audience, I do not do direct service work here. And Chad's like, well, probably dealing drugs, Julie. Like, I just sometimes am very naive. And, but I think he gets a kick out of it. So it's fine. I do. There's a little, um, we need that sweet naivety in the world. Cause I mean, people like Chad and I had to grow up way too fast. Right. Yes. Way, way, way uh, too fast. And that, you know, that hurts your soul. Yeah. Really I think uh, Teresa's probably got you beat, though. On... You think? Oh, oh you did you, hear, did you hear about this? Clearly not. Oh. My meth pipe. Yeah. She uh, was going to lunch, and she came back uh, yesterday, the day before. <laughs> she said, hey, Chad, I got to talk to you. I said, okay, what's going on? And she's like, I left for lunch, and I was walking out to my truck, and I looked down, and there looked there was a what I thought was a Christmas ornament. Like a blown glass ornament, yeah. yeah. And she's like, so I picked it up, and I was like, oh, this is kind of pretty. Oh, no. And she's like, and then I noticed the scorch marks, and I was like, oh, that's a crack pipe. <laughs> and she's like, I slowly put it back down. And she was like, I'm going to go to lunch, and I'll just tell Chad when I get back. <laughs> and so she came back from lunch, and it was gone. Oh, no. So she was like, can you please review the cameras? I feel bad if a guest picked it up. <laughs> Well, then I I told her wrong because, you know, fentanyl came after my time. So mm-hmm. that's not anything I have any experience with. And I said, well, cause, you know, the one that's so, I mean, it can just kill you. You just mm-hmm. breathe it in mm-hmm. or you're uh, near it and it can, it harms a lot of people. And I said, well, at least I know it's not fentanyl because you don't smoke it. And then I get home that night and I'm telling my husband and about, he's like, sure, he could. goes, yep, you smoke fentanyl also. And I'm like, What? Okay, I guess we just smoke everything now. So yeah. I told her the next day because she said, "Should I disinfect my 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 truck handles?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." Yeah. And then the next day, I told her about the what I just learned, and she's like, nope. <laughs> "But I think it's so it's so precious." I mean, it is. Yeah. I appreciate it. I you know, it's like you know, what was that like growing up like that? Yeah. You know, yeah. she goes, "I thought it was the thing with the water in it." I'm like, "No, that's a yeah. that's a bong." Oh. There we go. See? Oh, my gosh. See? Never actually used one, but yeah. I do know what it looks like. So we yeah, had, I uh, learned how to make one when I was like four. Oh, yeah. That's yep. not okay. Yeah. We had, uh, I can tell you. You want to step by step? No, I'm kidding. This is not an educational <laughs> podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, what? Do not try this at home. Yeah. So did you, growing up, Julie, ever have a like bedtime snack? Probably. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a couple of CCs were talking about their bedtime snacks that they got growing up. And um, they were like, Chad, what was what was yours? Because I'm just looking at them like just shocked. Like That's a thing? Yeah. Is it like you guys got those? Um, but they looked at me and, of course, you know, um, I have a very dark sense of humor. Um, so they were like, well, Chad, what was your uh, bedtime snack? 
And I said, well, usually it was a knuckle sandwich. Oh. <laughs> and I was the only one laughing in the room, just like I am now. <laughs> and they're like, oh. They were like, oh. That is like, sad. No, but it's just like. Sad panda. It, uh, I just enjoy um, hearing about like your childhood growing up. Yeah. A lot of our staff's childhood growing up because um, it just, you know, is, is a stark difference between my childhood right. or even like Charity's childhood, you know, where um, our favorite game was survival, you yeah. know. So, but it does make it also relatable with the guests, right? Sure. Um, not that I would ever, you know, poop on our floor. Thank you. I mean, if you thanks a lot. Enough. Yeah, I'm gonna echo yeah. her yeah. gratitude right there. Yeah. Well, instead of uh, you know, leaving uh, potting soil all over, I might do it if you ever. Oh yeah, we had yeah. that happen too, huh? Yeah. So. Well, then we had the. You want to talk about the one with the dog? <sighs> So yeah, so this They're is all actually coming back to me now. Yes, so this is actually the only non-human pooping incident we've had. But it was animals. orchestrated by yes, by by, uh, by a person. They said they had a service um, animal, a service animal, and they brought the dog in, and it was a puppy, and and it was not trained for anything. No, no. so uh, we let them know that that is not a service animal, so they would need to rehome it, um, and so they decided to discharge. Um, but before they discharge, they let the dog use the bathroom, poop and pee everywhere in the room. And then they turned the PTAC unit up to the hottest setting, closed the blinds, and shut the door. And uh, when we went in to do the move-out inspection, we almost died. I was going to say, that was, is so bad. Another one where we had to replace the carpet yep. and repaint the walls because it had, like, that seeps in. Probably replace the heating unit. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we were Well, I don't think one. that, yeah. No. They just have to, like, severely disinfect. Yeah, because I think the only one we've had to replace was the one that they put a Jolly Rancher down in. It was like a some little kids were using it as a, um, almost like... Candy dispenser. A backwards vending machine, putting yeah. popping the candy in through the slats, and it was... I always tell people oy. sometimes things that happen in the rooms are, like, totally intentional. Like the person who's mad and lets a dog pee and poop everywhere and then turns mm-hmm. up the heat. And then there's like... Chicken juice. Chicken juice like you didn't know that... You just don't know you, what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Like wanted to cook, got distracted, had to leave town for a few days. Raw chicken still sitting on the countertop. And that caused a lot of problems. But it was not intentional so we um so we are joking a lot about a lot of this because we we are aware a lot of it was intentional in nature and like you said vendetta pooping i am um we name our episodes um did you come up with one well i'm stealing from my shitty shitty bang bang (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good i was just gonna call it um my my kids like their mother they think the word crap is a bad word I mean, I don't think it's a bad word, but they'll say like, they said to me one day, is it a bad word? Crap. And I was like, well, it's not a bad word, but it's not a good word. Like, try to come up with a different word. Like, I'm just trying to keep them like innocent and joyful and just like, let's let's choose better words. Let's pick words, you know, let's not just settle on gross words. Anyway, so my lovely sister who's wonderful says crap all the time and my child will be like you and I'm like let it go so I've I've maybe taken it too far but 
they don't swear very much. I don't, I've maybe caught the older one once or twice saying something I would not approve of, but I think it might be a SpongeBob thing where um, the swear word in something they've watched, it's like poop duty. So when they get mad, instead of like saying crap or shit or something like that, they go, ah, poop duty. Yeah. So I was going to steal that from them because now poop duty that might be trademarked here is d-u-t-y it's like who has to poop clean it yeah up yep Uh, okay poop duty aka shitty shitty bang bang yeah Yeah. there you go excrement entertainment yeah and i guess it wasn't just human feces but most of it yeah most of it has been uh, and we just had a recent one too you want to talk about that one which one? Well, I can't say names. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the one that uh, left and then pooped in the shower? Poop behind the door? Is that where it was? Well, I didn't ask you where it was. Oh, yeah, it was behind, like, the door. So, you know, when uh, old T-Bear opened the thing, it just... <gasps> oh, just Slug-trailed it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so... Okay, I didn't You know, I think uh, it's just... Uh, when we, I feel like, you know, as we, we talk about this more, I need to, uh, when we discharge people, <laughs> just uh, go in their room and just Like and with just them? Check. Yeah, just follow them around and be like, yeah, please don't poop on anything. Because um, it is a... Uh, so you're talking like 24-hour surveillance. Yeah, just <laughs> like, oh, you're being discharged. Can we just make clear that most people, whether they leave voluntarily or involuntarily, do not do any of these things. Oh, yeah, it's, no. You've this heard is, the stories. Yeah. We've been open almost three years. So we've seen a lot of people come and go, some in short periods. Um, yeah, some was... stay a really long time, and they're amazing and would never dream of doing such a thing. No, no, so, no, 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 no. yeah, these are exceptions 1%. to the rule. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then here I'm thinking about how hard it was to get our community to support yeah. this. I mean, that... that at times, I think they thought I was the Antichrist for even pr- proposing something like this. Yeah. Um, so a lot of just lash out and push back just out of sheer ignorance, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we educated, educated, educated to have them understand that, you know, the, the spectrum that we serve, um, it's not what you see on the streets. It's the invisible homeless mm-hmm. and so a lot of work that went into that. And I think now here we're doing an episode on on revenge pooping and they're going to think, oh, see, I was right. Charity was wrong. But no, it really is a small percentage. It's yeah. just, you know, and, and trying to understand it because we constantly have these conversations of, OK, is it a symptom of crisis brain or is it just pure revenge? Someone that doesn't know how to cope with whatever is happening. They feel powerless. And so they feel like this is one way I can feel in control, yeah. right? And uh, I guess pooping on demand is that thing. Yeah, and I think it's uh, also so. I think the the bedroom pooper, the you know shower stomper, and the shower behind the door. Um, Waffle stomper. Yeah, I think all those are uh, a lot of revenge pooping uh, with the discharge stuff, but a lot of the people with the shard art. Um, I think that's just, um, you know, medical issues. And, and then once you find out who it is, you know, it's the, 
how do you have that conversation? Like they're embarrassed to ask yeah. for help. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, how do you have that conversation? It is, it's a hard conversation, right? Yeah. We talk but about, you, but you do try. Oh, oh yeah. To do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's, you know, trying to be tactful. Right. Um, you know, it's not like I always joke with the, the CCs, you know, if somebody has bad breath, that conversation would be like, you know, my favorite thing to do in the morning is brush my teeth. <laughs> right. And it's like, how do you do that with somebody who is having, um, you know, issues, you know, if they have bad knees or something, it's like, do you, you we need to look at getting you a toilet riser, yeah. you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And doing it with dignity and, exactly. and your team is so good at doing that. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, some of those conversations are, are hard, you know, um, so with the, I think shard art, that'll probably, hopefully stop. Um, but it is, you know, feeling bad for the buildings and grounds people. They always bring it. And then I'm like, you know, can you, <laughs> Luke always just like, seriously, I'm like, can you send me a picture? <laughs> and he's like, watch it. And I'm like, I just like, I did not see it. I didn't want to I'm not it. making a scrapbook. Yeah. I'm not making a scrapbook. Probably could. Um, it actually could have shard art for reals. Um, a photo journey in yes. feces. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like uh, $9.95. <laughs> yes. Come check out our poop photography. You can't see me shaking my head right now, but trust me when I say I'm shaking my head right now. <laughs> Go on, Chad. I, I know. I Julie, just listen. You got to laugh. Mm. You got to laugh. I mean, we you would cry Chad, if we didn't. Chad and his yep. team could not do the work they do no. if they did not have the capacity to laugh because it's just yeah. a lot yeah. some days. It's, it's admirable. And like you said, um, in trying to help people, sometimes that is like there's something more to this and, mm-hmm. and weaving that into those already hard conversations. Like even even the stuff that isn't ridiculously private, even some of those conversations are hard to have. So once you're getting into like bathroom talk, like yeah. that's really hard. So yeah. kudos for all your efforts. Let's um take just a very quick break and we'll come back to the escape pod. And I want to hear what the uh, therapist you spoke to, if they had any kind of insight. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. Want to change your community for the better just by donating your change? Round up for One Heart. You can help move people out of poverty and into a better quality of life simply by rounding up your debit or credit card purchases and choosing One Heart, a place for hope and healing, to receive your donation. Visit OneHeartRC.org and click the Roundup button at the top of the page. That's OneHeartRC.org. Be the change by donating your change. Start rounding up for One Heart today. Welcome back to the Escape Pod. I'm Julie here with Charity and our special guest today, Chad, the Transformation Director here at the One Heart Campus, um, overseeing all the direct service work that we do here. So Charity said uh, earlier in the show, we it's it's our poop duty episode. I had a lot of laughs considering that we're talking about one of the most disgusting of subjects. What did your uh, therapist friend have to say about... Well, I don't like, know if she's a therapist. She's just in the mental health okay. arena. But I talked to a clinician and I talked to someone in, in the mental health arena. arena. Yeah. And they both pretty much said the same thing. There's no... I w- you know, is there a prevalent diagnosis was my question. Like, mm-hmm. that if you see someone with this diagnosis, whether it's a personality disorder or something, that you see this... Show itself. Yeah, this yeah. behavior... And the answer was no. Really? Yeah, there's not really a link. It's very case by case. And that theory um, that I voiced earlier about just doing, like, someone feeling powerless 
and just needing. It's kind of like what we see in in our society and it's very prevalent in our American culture right now where we think we're going to raise our or elevate our our stature, our standing, our self-confidence or whatever by tearing somebody else down. And that doesn't work that way. You actually do better by raise like what you put out you get back right and so some people just don't comprehend that Mm -hmm. they feel like the only way they're going to get the power that they feel they're lacking is if they get it from you and so that behavior of doing this it's like I'm going to make you literally feel like shit and deal like deal with my shit for this reason Mm -hmm. and ha and then they feel like "Uh uh-huh I just one-upped somebody Interesting. Now, it's not going to be a long-term fix, right? And clearly, it's very juvenile, and it's very, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, a lot of folks that deal that we deal with um, and that we work with, that we help try to get, get on the trajectory that they want to see for themselves, um, they never had anybody model true adult behavior, not juvenile behavior. Sure. You know, we have a lot of kids having kids and then they raise said kids and sometimes don't know, really know how to do that well. And so we see the outcome. And uh, I'm just so grateful that we have a place where people can shit on our floor. No, I'm kidding. Um, where people can <laughs> learn, like Julie made a comment about how um, basically we're teaching people what she learned the first 18 years of her life. Right. Mm-hmm. Without all the drugs and all the other stuff. Um, and it's so true. I mean, just an environment that's safe and inclusive and yeah. supportive and Lots of nurturing stability, and all that stuff. You know, yeah. not no worries about basic needs. Yeah. Like that, that starts to shift somebody's brain. And so, every single one of the cases that Chad was talking about, um, every single one of them was not on campus very long. They didn't right. allow that time themselves the time to start to because the whole campus is designed to to rewire the brain. They didn't allow themselves the time to do that. They right. reacted likely from their their traumas and the thing, the baggage that they carried in with them, um, that that's how they cope with things. Well, know? one of the things um, you talk about a lot with, in orientation and, and that we talk about often in, in why we do what we do here is starting to get forward thinking, right? And and think about like actions have consequences, this and that. And, and part of what you're saying is, you know, they're not, they're really not here long enough to recognize like, okay, those actions in their, in their head, it's a split second decision. Again, sometimes maybe needing a short little term help. Cause it's and effect. short term cause and effect. And the idea that, Ooh, this might prevent me from being able to get back into the program when I'm more ready or um, that, you know, we partner with dozens of other organizations and, you know, if if anybody learned I did this, you know, it might prevent, mm-hmm. which we have privacy rules, so that's, you know, not necessarily going to happen. But you you still, those types of, of actions, that it might have consequences that you just don't ever think about. Well, and it's hard when they're in that frame of mind, too, to think about or own that we're, we, we didn't just pick a name out of a hat and say, oh, you're getting axed today. Like we're just ready. We have a quota to hit for discharges. Like it's because of something they did. And a lot of times it's not even the first time. It's like, you know, you've had many, many, many chances and they're doing it to get back at one person that they are projecting that, um, 
responsibility onto. Yeah. And many times they like a lot of the staff and they don't realize that the staff that they like are the ones that have to clean up their shit. And right. so it's those things where they can't think about they, they just because of the way that their brain is operating at that time, they don't think about whereas if you had a you had them in the right frame of mind and you had a logical conversation with them about it, it would never happen. They would to begin no, with. they right. would never do it. You know, and that's one of the first questions I ask all of our new guests. Have you ever thought, think back in your life to something, a decision you made, something you did that you are not proud of and you don't know why you did it? And mm. they all raise their hands 100 percent of the time. Right. And I raise my hand, too. I raise both hands in a lot of cases because, I mean, you've heard some of my stories. So I, a few, yeah. no. a few. Chad, any thoughts on what the this part of the discussion? No, I was actually just uh, imagining uh, that couple coming back <clears throat> that uh, was the first uh, pooper on the floor. and um, The OG pooper? Yes, okay. the very OG case. <laughs> and having them go through orientation and you asking that question. Have you guys ever done anything? And then like? doing this? Yes. <laughs> and then just having Making eyes. Like... No. <laughs> she would know dare. what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, have cameras in your room. Don't poop on <laughs> no. that floor again. No, never, never. I'm just kidding. No, never, never. Um, yeah, I just, it is always something that has um, dumbfounded me. Um, there's a lot of things that I've, I think I've told you guys that have happened on this campus that never in a million years of my professional life did I think, oh, we got to clean up poop no. in the mm-hmm. room, you know. Um, so it's uh, it's always, you know, entertaining And like we were talking about earlier, it's just, as the staff here, I mean, the only thing we can do is laugh, right? Mm -hmm. It isn't, you know, nobody really laughs at poop. I mean, my three-year-old thinks it's absolutely funny to say poop. He's a duty head, you know. Um, He's also a terrorist. Uh, So, uh, but just like for for adults, you know, to to be able to laugh about it, it is, um, there are some entertaining moments. And um, and it's just the, the prevalence of it happening is just like, it's wild. So poop know. notwithstanding, what are some of the the more entertaining anecdotes from our three years that you can think of with regard to our these some of these stories? Oh man, um, I think they're just the guests themselves, because um, they are you know they're on their own journey. So learning uh, how to have a professional conversation mm-hmm. with somebody is always funny. Um, so the most recent one I had was with a, a guest and. Uh, she's a, a repeat guest, so she's very familiar with um, me and my position. And when I had to go over to the life safety um, desk to do the kiosk stuff, uh, you just never know what you're going to get when people walk in, right? Mm-hmm. So this lady walks in, and she sees me, and she says, Oh, shit, you got demoted. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what are you doing over here? And I just was just dying laughing. And that is like seems to be the consistent with all of our guests. You just never know when they show up for OEPs, like what is going to come out of their mouth. Um, some of it's actually super profound, um, and some of it's just just pure funny. You know, yeah. Um, we're talking about um, we had a, a young guest move in uh, last week. No, this week. No, it was last week. Um, and one of our younger care coordinators um, talked about when she was um, the, this person's age. Uh, she was thinking about college, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, I can't imagine having two kids under the age mm-hmm. of you know one. Um, she's like, her dream is to go to high school. Mm-hmm. And she was like, my dream at that time was to get into college, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and she has all these responsibilities. The only thing I was worried about was what I'm going to eat for breakfast. Right. And so, you know, we do have a lot of the funny things, but we also have a lot of things that, you know, make us cry. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that make us tear up because it is, um, you know, we sometimes forget how blessed we are as individuals. We do have struggles. You know, I have struggles every day. Um, but the struggles that a lot of our guests are facing, um, whether it's, you know, where am I going to poop at? Um, <laughs> to, you know, Fair. exactly. Um, I to, have options. Exactly. I have options. Don't include toilets. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, so, so yeah, it is, it is entertaining every day. Uh, never know what you're going to get. It's also super fulfilling. Um, but yeah, the, the shard art hopefully doesn't continue. Um, cause buildings and grounds, I think they're done. I remember Luke banned, um, uh-huh. what are those flushable wipes? Yep. They're not flushable. No, they're, they're not. not. Just a PSA. All the plumbers will thank us. Um, not flushable. Kleenex, yep. flushable wipes. Do not put down your sewer. Yes, don't do that. Don't flush. Do not um, flush. Go in the garbage, please. Yes. Just a classic example, though, of Luke being just the sweetest man in the world. <laughs> um, I actually know this story. It's so good. Yeah. he. Uh, I've never seen him upset before, but there was a vein in the middle of his forehead. I've never seen that vein. Oh, wow. And so he was... He was fired up, and he was like, got to talk to you and Michael. He was one of our co-captains. And I said, okay, what's up? And he's like, we're banning all wipes, everything. They're not flushable. We just spent such a amount of time trying to get these done, da-da-da-da-da. And I said, okay. I was like, you got it, Luke. I said, we will send out a message, and we will add these to the banned list. I said, but who just did this? And he told me. I said, okay. I said, I need you to get them a bill for your time uh, because you just did this and he was like well (laughs) wasn't that it wasn't that bad like Mm -hmm. it's you know do I have to I said yes Luke if we're they're going to take us seriously actions have to have consequences so I don't want to teach yeah Yeah. I don't want to do a bill Chad teachable moment (laughs) and I said Luke you're such a nice man in his vein when I told him this when I said you have to do a bill I'm not even lying guys that vein just disappeared Oh. And immediately he was just like, no, I have to charge somebody. It's like, yes, a teachable moment. Um, but it is Now, just, you made clear we're not charging them what it would cost if yes, we called a plumber. Yes. It's it was, like, it's you know. It's like a tenth of the yeah. price. Yeah. Because yeah, we do, on the bills, we put, you know, what the actual cost would be for a would plumber. Be, yeah. And then we do, like, the one heart discount. Uh, but, yeah, it just seems like, yeah, just come to think of it, man, we got, like, all the septic issues and, and shard art. I mean, people shitting all over the campus. Like, yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, but I remember you said, like, here I am doing. So when he says OBP, it's options based planning. Here I am doing options based case planning management with our session. yeah case management session with our um, buildings and grounds manager, trying to get <laughs> him to understand like why we do what we do here. You know, with the guests and. You know, yeah, it just was funny because I can see him being like, oh, but be, be, like so mad. And then, oh, but I don't want to make him feel bad. Like, really, he didn't want to make him feel bad. I mean, they're here because they're in poverty. So I don't want to. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. But, you know, part of that whole eviction cycle that people get in is because of choices like this. And so it's that. And they have that safe space here. That's the thing, right. the time and the space to learn these things so that they can become more responsible renters, exactly. more responsible tenants, more responsible employees, all that kind of a thing. And and it just the confidence that comes along with watching that mm-hmm. transformation is just so fun to watch. 
Um, I can think of a couple stories of just watching people who did not have integrity because they had to manipulate and steal and lie to survive. Mm -hmm. And they get here and then like, you know, year and a half in, all of a sudden those little integrity muscles are like they're little tiny muscles and they start to do, do, do. And then they get tested. And when they really walk in integrity for the first time, like it's scary. Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be bad consequences. And I'm like, I'm one who will never punish somebody for acting in integrity yeah. and with integrity. And and I always call them on that. Like, this is this is what that is. This is what that feels like. And then you know, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But you had told a story too, um, some of the more profound things that people say, because we do have such a trauma focus here of helping people learn to cope in healthy ways with the things that they've experienced and, and endured in their lifetimes. And one in particular was really questioning what was life was going to look like on the other side. Do you want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah. So we had a, a guest that um, was getting ready to go through EMDR with our clinician here on, on campus. And um, her big question was, uh, what am I going to be like without my trauma? Who will I be? Yeah. Who will I be? Am I the same person? Yep. And never, you know, that never crossed our mind. It's, you know, mm -hmm. one of those things. And she said, you know, after that, because she got kind of emotional about it, will I still be funny? You know? Um, like she had used humor, yes. obviously, to deal, to cope. Yeah. She had probably felt like she was pretty resilient, pretty strong mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of what had happened. And now you're telling me that I'm going to be able to um, remember these traumatic experiences without feeling all the things that I felt is essentially a very simplistic way of explaining the positive effects that EMDR can have mm -hmm. on people when it works effectively, which we have found um, with a lot of our, our guests yeah. it does. Yeah. Well, it's like um, I think about myself with, with my trauma. Like <clears throat> um, if I went through EMDR and I got the uh, trauma associated with sitting with my back to a door like I am now, um, well, you're kind of sideways. Off to the door. You know, I'm my, sorry. I didn't think about that. My watch keeps buzzing. It's like, are you having a heart attack? No. <laughs> I just think someone's going to stab me in the back. It's fine. Um, I got your back. I'll protect yeah. you. I yes, can see all here. two feet behind you, uh, and you're, you're, you're clear. Um, but, like, to think about, like, if I got that feeling that was associated with that, um, just removed. Yeah. Like, my, well, my wife would probably be happy because she wouldn't have to sit in a certain spot, so... <laughs> so. You know, but I got to sit so I, I can see the entire restaurant or wherever we're at, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but to actually sit down and think about that process, what is something that you have trauma that's tied to an emotion? And if you could get rid of that negative yeah. emotion, like, what would your life look like? Um, and it is terrifying because that's part of your personality. Well, I, I can think of one I'd like to get rid of. Yeah. And you, I mean, oh, my God. My yeah. husband is... He doesn't do this intentionally. He just has to, he just, I, he's, he shows up and I, and, it, and it's from a certain space, like it's coming into my periphery from the back and I'll know he's there. I can hear him and it still scares the crap out of me every time. <laughs> and he did it once to me. I'm on the freaking treadmill and he just shows up to say goodbye in the morning before he goes to work. And I thought it was going to fly off that thing. And I was so mad. Are you trying to kill me? And he knows I spook easily, and he knows why I spook easily. But so that's one trigger I would love to get rid of because it's ridiculous. My grand dog, my daughter's dog, when I'm babysitting him, 
and he'll just come into my bathroom. Scares so the quiet. shit out of me. I'm just like, ah! And then I scare him because he's blind and he can't see. So I scream and then he jumps and he's blind. So he runs into things. And it's this whole thing because of my startled. Yeah. What do you call that? Jump scares. Yeah, your startle response. Yeah, yeah, my startle response is ridiculous. So I would definitely get rid of that one. Oh, absolutely. So, and the same, um, the same lady uh, also just, I mean, super insightful about, you know, the trauma and getting rid of it through EMDR, but also uh, job-wise. So one of the things that we think about as uh, people who are not living on campus is the more money we make, the, the better off we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this specific individual uh, was offered a uh, executive chef position that started out at, you know, like ninety ninety five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, she was used to working for fifteen sixteen dollars an hour, mm-hmm. um, and the first thing that popped into her head was, um, you know, how many drugs I could buy for that, yeah. and I could flip it and make like, you know, X amount of money. And but because that was the first thing that popped into her head, she actually turned down the job, called mm-hmm. her care coordinator. And was like, I'm not ready to make that kind of money. Um, I need to slowly work up towards that. But that level of self-awareness, yeah, like, exactly. that Ooh. is what we aim for here. That yep. is so profound. Yeah. Ooh. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, let's um, not end on that note. We have one more quick break, and then we're going to uh, wrap things up on the Escape Pod this week. Need an early morning boost or midday pick-me-up? Check out the Homebrew Coffee Shop, a coffee shop with a cause in the heart of the One Heart Campus. Homebrew is home to delicious coffee, sweet treats, breakfast, and lunch items, a great place to meet friends or host small group meetings. Homebrew, located at 201 Kansas City Street in Rapid City. Open Monday through Friday from 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Homebrew, where you'll find hope for a home in every cup. All right, welcome back to the Escape Pod here on the One Heart Campus. Again, if you want to learn more about the campus itself, go to the prologue episode so that you can hear about the work that we do here. Um, We uh, hope we are escaping um, any chance of having to deal with uh, beyond poop duty anytime in the near future. I always feel like if it's not mine or my children's, who now are old enough to know better as well, um, hopefully I'm not dealing with stuff like that. But we, you know, as Chad mentioned, it does happen. <laughs> um, so, Chad, you don't know this part, but we like to talk about where we would actually like to escape to. So rather than all the, you know, kind of sometimes nasty things we want to escape from, any place you'd like to escape to. Or thing or, or person. Thing, or just something sad. And on a happy note is what she's trying to get at. You know, I can't end on a sad note. Can't end on a sad note. Yeah. No, I don't do that. That. This is called our Pollyanna moment. Pollyanna. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, escape to a video game. No, I mean I've okay. been playing. I've been playing some more video games lately. Um, I think uh, escaping to um, just mindset of being uh, more positive. I think lately I've been uh, a little more negative. Okay. In um, my Zoe, who you guys have met, um, just. Reminded me again of like how blessed we are. Yeah. Um, she actually chose to do her school project on anxiety. Um, Interesting. She's twelve. Be- yes. Wow. Um, because she knows that I have anxiety. Oh. So she's gonna help and, you, Dad. Well, she wanted to educate herself oh. so that she wouldn't make us anxious at home. And That's it just so precious. No, and I, you I know, I was called. I know. My eyes are sweating. 
<laughs> I always call, you know, our kids just little terrorists because they, you know, always break something. But um, it is uh, something that just I keep in mind, like, uh, you know, we I'm blessed with um, a healthy family yeah. and kids who uh, want to help take care of us, you know, at the end of the day. So for me, just escaping to spend more time with them and have a more positive mindset versus, um, you know, I didn't realize my anxiety was that bad. And Zoe had figured out, like, there's Aww. something wrong with dad. <laughs> but it actually has brought us together because her and I are sitting and talking about what anxiety is, what causes yeah. it, and now she gets to go educate her her classmates on it. So for me, that was a, a pretty cool thing. It gave me some time to escape from what I would call traditional work and just spend some mm-hmm. time with her talking about something that uh, at the end of the day she may have as an adult. You know, I feel like a future like human yeah. services. We'll hire Zoe. Her. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's Aww. really sweet. Yeah. Charity, where are you escaping to anytime soon? Well, um, today was the kickoff for the 46th annual Lakota Nation Invitational, so I'm sure my husband and I will be picking up some game basketball games, and Aww. they have a new event, skateboarding. I am so really? excited to see. Yeah. Like cool. as an event. So okay. I'm really excited. So that's what we'll be doing this weekend. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, mm, I, I'm escaping to a swim meet, which for some parents is probably like a nightmare, but I love the sport and it's just a one day deal. So it should be fun. But I actually, I, I do. It takes me back to very happy memories of my childhood. Um, I love that you have those. I know. <laughs> I know. I get jealous. I so do. it is. I get slightly jealous, and her parents are amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No. And I will just say, maybe like, your parents can adopt me. One of either one of you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I need some adoptive parents. We can maybe we can make okay. that happen. Okay. I don't know what the legality I'm an is orphan. of a. I won't give your age, but very much an adult um, being adopted. But we can see what we can okay. work out. All right. That's going to do it for us this episode. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We sincerely, sincerely appreciate your support. If you like what you heard, you think there's a friend that might want to hear this too and laugh along with us and might enjoy it, please share it with with a friend. And just remember, Julie and I are a two-person operation. We write, research, produce, and promote the show all by our little selves in our spare time. So please take some time, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps grassroots efforts like ours gain more exposure. You can check out our website at escapepod.live. You can follow us on our socials or reach out at justbecauseatescapepod.live. Or if you're feeling really brave and you want to share your story of escape with us to possibly be shared on a future episode, you can send those in to escapeartist at escapepod.live. We're closing the hatch on this episode of The Escape Pod. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, everybody, trauma may be inevitable, but how you grapple with it is optional. Stay resilient and keep laughing.